you're, I think you're right on that. He has the deed or the title or something. He had his hand in, in. <coughs> he definitely did. It, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. The, the transition oh. of because I think God is always about like having a legacy, and that when He does something, it's like okay, well, it's fucked up, or excuse my language, it's messed up now. But I, He's just not gonna just like, you understand? Stop and destroy. It's like it goes on, but it's so, altered, right? Here's the weird thing. So the the story of how Satan entered Eden. So how Satan entered Eden was um, the only animal that would carry him was was the snake, the serpent. Um, it's usually thought of as like he was a serpent, but it's actually the serpent. He he traveled in a serpent. So the way that he traveled into Eden, the only animal that would carry him was um, a serpent in between the two claws within the serpent's mouth. And then that allowed him to be carried into Eden. Now, Satan allowed the serpent to be protected by him from thereafter. But what 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 the serpent represents? How did he get to Eden? Did you explain that? I'm sorry. He he was in between the two fangs of a serpent, and he traveled to Eden to Adam. How, but how did he find the jewel of the universe? I don't know what that is. That, uh, Eden. Eden was like the jewel of heaven. Yeah. And how, no, no, no. Did, how did Satan find it? Like, how did he know it, where it, it was? Eden is not the jewel of heaven. It's, it's below heaven. Okay. I mean, it's it's in creation. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the idea. The creation anyway. wasn't the jewel. The we're in creation right now. Okay. The beginning oh. of creation wasn't that like before the fall. That uh-huh. was the before the fall. Wasn't that what was it considered to heaven and the angels? Okay, so there's two things here. <laughs> and for Parma, for Paramatsu Yogananda, and uh, he describes this thing in the Bible where. Um, Adam and Eve were astral beings, and they were in the astral realm. Mm-hmm. Um, when they decided to reproduce through sex instead of energy creation, energy, uh, uh, they decided to reproduce through physical means, mm-hmm. um, through material means, and that's what made them fall. Not necessarily that they, when the tree of good and evil is an upside down spine, and the fruits that are born are basically the genitalia. Um, but besides that, getting back to the original point, um, the reason why Satan traveled between the two fangs, uh, of a serpent was because, um, it's actually, the two fangs are actually either side of the spinal column, mm-hmm. uh, the Ida and the Pingala Nardis in Hinduism, which is the two col- the, the two cords rather on either side of the column. So Satan basically... He, he's willing to respect the energy going up the spine through the various chakras um, because that's the only way he has a tunnel to pull somebody down. So he, he's more than willing to allow that channel within humanity, humanity to exist so he can pull us back down. The thing is, we have to, pull our, we have to embrace the practices and, and the thoughts that pull us up. So th- this is the realm where Satan um, does not try to perform any trickery. It's between the two cords, uh, the two cords on either side of the spinal column, um, and it's completely our choice. That's where free will really exists. But the thing is, the different thoughts that we think, these can have effects on those various chakras. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily you have to focus on, okay, you have to like meditate and be like, okay, and then drive your force upward. It's more about um, understanding and accepting various truths. At getting rid of fear, of anger, of hatred, 
and then working your way through the chakras, even mentally, even through thoughts. It's not necessarily about you have to do it physically per se. Um, but that's, that, that is what Satan meant when he said he was going to protect the serpent because the Kundalini rising is a big thing in Hinduism. And the Kundalini prana force is what coils at the bottom of the spine and is, it can ascend. At any rate, I hope some of that makes sense. Yeah, that would be a good art, uh, illustration to kind of write down in the Grasso's concepts, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd write it down and draw it. I just, uh, I, uh, you know, the funny thing is, Frank, huh. um, like, what I've, what I've absorbed from Kriyananda and Paramahansa Yogananda and that whole lineage, uh, it's hard to really draw it out unless I get questioned. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because a lot of the time I'm sitting here like, ah, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> and it's, I'm like, more interesting. I need questions. <laughs> but honestly, I'm telling you, man, all the stuff that I, none of this is mine. This is all like the whole lineage of, of, uh, of course, Paramahansa Yogananda, Swami Shri Teshwar, uh, Lahiri Moshai, Babaji, Jesus, and Krishna. So that's, all the information that I have is basically drawn from them. None of it's my own. Right. Uh, Ancient truths. But yeah, it's there's a definitely a, a magnitude of knowledge there that that's very interesting concept. Yeah, um, I will say that. <laughs> so Eden, if we think about Eden being, so Satan getting to Eden, let's assume it's a spine like I was talking about. Um, that means that Eden is the brain, but a particular part of the brain, the pineal gland, that is the gateway. That's, that's what fluoride shrinks. That's fluoride is in our drinking water, it's in our toothpaste, it's everywhere. So the gateway to Eden, it's, it doesn't, it's not a place on this earth. I mean, there's, there's places where there's, the veil is thin, whatever. But within ourselves, the pineal gland, that is the gateway to, that is the gateway to God. That is the gateway to the land where you are closest to God. As Christ said, heaven is the crown of your head. Yes. And heaven exists in a mustard seed, which <clears throat> I I sneakily I'm suspicious that he means that later on the pineal gland is going to be very small, which it's getting through it's, evolution, evolution mutations and chemicals, toxins and chemicals. Yeah. Chemicals. So I think that based on what we're putting in our food, it might have been a it might have been a little bit of a reference so, to that. So that it, it's reference to many things, but I think that we've been. We've been actually shrinking our pineal gland with all the chemicals we've been putting in our bodies, basically. Okay. So he, <coughs> he was able to foresee, okay... Of course, yes. And make a statement <coughs> thousands of years before... before yes, the because, <coughs> because there's no coincidence, and everything is always meant to happen. Now, that doesn't mean that... It's weird, because fate, when it comes to fate and destiny... Where are you going, Frank? No, I'm just... Okay. I was gonna ask, can you, can you? Is it too much trouble to open the window? Yeah, I can do that. I'm sorry. No, that's all hot here anyway. I always make them open it. You always have a hoodie on, Frank. <laughs> also, you're gonna have to tell me where I left off. All right. Oh. Yeah, the funny thing is, I got a new window. So this window, like, oh wait, hold on. I think I got it. Nope. Need some help? There we are. I think you're speaking on Eden and after the yeah, yeah. pineal gland. Yeah, so um, everybody has this gateway to Eden. Right in their heads, right in the middle of their brains. 
Um, we're so focused on external senses, and we're so focused, and we're inhibited by all the chemicals they put in food, especially beef and pork, and they just pump so many preservatives in that, and I really do think that it, it actually makes a pineal gland smaller. Really, it's supposed to be the size of at least a golf ball, but the average pineal gland is the size of a pea. So... The gate to heaven, in a way, is growing smaller <laughs> because of what we're consuming. Sounds horrifying. So, so it, the, the funny thing is, well, it's not funny, but the weird thing is they're just convincing us through our bellies. And we can afford other stuff. <laughs> That's the ultimate deception, man. Like, you can, like, everybody in this room can afford stuff that doesn't have all those, that, all that crap chemicals in it. Uh, you look like you had a question, Frank. Uh, so tell me again what the pineal gland is responsible for. The pineal gland is what is opposite of the third eye. The third eye is between the eyebrows and a little bit above. The pineal gland, so the third eye is basically a projection of the pineal gland. It is God seeing the universe through you. And if you can open that eye through complete and utter connection to God... That third eye has all the power of God. The thing is, once you get to that point where you can open your third eye, you have no desire. You have no. You have no ego. You. It is Shiva being able to basically open the third eye and completely destroy Kama or or desire, as in Hinduism. That like once he opens that third eye, you can completely destroy a desire, even karma itself, because once you attune to God completely. Um, but the pineal gland is the gateway, and the third eye is the light from the gateway. It's, it's kind of like you see the light through the gateway, and then the light comes out. That's the third eye. But when you go into the pineal gland, that is the gateway to Eden. The Eden that we all have access to. We just try to look for it externally. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? I think so. Uh, but it's just a gland. It doesn't have, like, neurotransmitters or... Yes, it does. Does it? It has... Does it electric, like, It has the best neurotransmitters. Okay, so uh, when it comes to the pineal gland, so DMT, which I'm sure you've heard of DMT, that it's, you can get it as a drug. Um, whenever, you die, whenever you're born and whenever you die, the pineal gland, I believe this is true, um, releases a bunch of DMT. So it, it throws that gate wide open. When you were born and when you die. So um, that DMT, it, uh, while you can take it as a drug, it's not really effective unless you're born and you die. And you can have some visions and such. But, um, but yeah, the, the whole point of reaching God is to open that gateway. That's the basic it's, point. Okay, and it's uh, based on a Hinduism, Hindu uh, concept or religion? It, you can say it's based on Hinduism, but it's honestly more based on... Where would I look Just for, for more teaching? Physiology slash uh, with uh, spirituality. Uh, so where do you, where would you like where are your resource resources resources? Like um, I can I will say that the essence of the Bhagavad Gita, but also um, so the, the book Kriyananda. How, how did they know about this ten thousand years ago? They knew about it way before ten thousand years ago. Really? I think it has a lot to do with the technology factor. Um, there was less technology to distract us. From. For example, the screens we use all the time, TV screens, laptops, cell phones, all these conveniences, they just kind of like, it's kind of like the illusion 
We didn't need them, right? We don't need them. We it's like all we, all we really need is farming, basically. That's all and, we really need. And then that, and then that's why we didn't have a lot of no records. We didn't have a lot of records back yeah. then because we didn't need to take them because yeah. our, our brains were more connected. Well, do, you, do you believe that at some point in the past, te technology like how it's advancing today, at some point in the past, we lost it, but there was yes uh, technology it's, it's cycles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. And you know the funny thing, well, it's not funny, but I keep on saying funny when it's not funny. But um, when the, the top cycle, um, at that point, we do not rely on technology. We don't rely on even paper writing things down because we can remember everything. We can do everything with our, with our spirit, our being, our mind. And then once we start going down as far as cycles go, um, we reach a point where like, oh, we don't have any way to remember all this stuff because we didn't need it back then. And then we start to lose all that. Again, we start to lose all that information because, and, you know, you might ask, you know, what's the point of these cycles keep on happening? Yeah. But the, the main point of it happening is that in order for people to realize themselves, it can't always be perfect. Everything has to be changing so that you are hit with ideas. Your, your soul, your, your being is hit with ideas from various angles at different times so that it allows you to learn more quickly. If everything was always at the height of the cycle and there was no suffering any at any time, then there would be basically there there'd be no way for you to learn anything because you wouldn't know how you would react as to being without certain things. You wouldn't know how to react being without your mental abilities or without your material, stuff like that. So souls that have reached reached ascension that have reached into the causal they are, uh, for the most part, experiencing new information, ideas that yeah. God's thinking of, and that's manifested in, in this realm, I guess, to a large, in large part, and in, in the astral realm, new ideas are being created continuously, exponentially. That's that's why the universe is infinite because it's always just going out like a big ripple. Yeah, and you know, you know the weird thing is about um, uh, scientists are even realizing that oh. Sh Oh crap! The uh, the expansion is slowing down. They're thinking that's going to be like mm. a r rubber band coming back in, but it's not going to be like an instant yeah, rubber band. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say yes. Like in the in the astral realm, if you get to the astral realm, assuming you're not going to the astral hells, then you're not as affected by the cycles in in the material realms. Like the universes that rely on these time cycles to um, to really hit beings from different angles so that they realize things. I want to help. For, I wanted to uh, uh, mention a. Uh... Auto autobiography of a yogi. I wanted to, I wanted to recommend that for you, Frank, um, on Audible. Uh, he has the ver he. Well, I have it on my phone right now, actually. I'm gonna show you the the cover, show you what, what the what the book looks like on the Audible app. That's what I listen to, and I I learned, I got I got I got uh, I got very enlightened listening. I listen to it like maybe three times now. Oh wow! I thought you only listened to it once. That's mm -hmm. good. It's the, it's that one right there to, to, to the right. Auto autobiography of a yogi. There's a picture of Yogananda. Uh, oh, okay. You'll have many spiritual. Okay. It's it's this this version on, this version of this what? book is narrated by Ben Ben Kingsley. He does an amazing job of like what's altering the, what's his the voice. Title? Autobiography of a Yogi. 